Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com here. It is September 26th. We got SmackDown Live to talk about, a little bit of news to talk about here and there. Plenty to have you uh, to uh, cover your world of wrestling news today. Uh, go over to Fightful.com, check out our forums. We have a contest running. Until tomorrow, we're going to keep it going. We're going to actually renew the contest. We're going to do another one uh, after we announce the winner on tomorrow's List and Your Boy podcast. Lots of uh, photos, videos, exclusives up at Fightful.com. We have a new one from Chris Harrington coming this week. I have a lot of stuff from David Bixenspan last week that – Praise the little hell. But I am joined tonight by Jeffrey Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Jeff, how are you? The, our Bengals are 0-3, Sean Ross. Oh, my God. <laughs> After the heartbreak that I experienced with that plus Kentucky football. Mm, <laughs> mm, it was rough. Yes. that's Also, how <laughs> also joined by award-winning actress Anna Bowert. Anna, how are you? Hello. I, I assume you're talking about real tigers, at, tigers then, and that's uh, my extent of contribution to that conversation. Jeff, hmm? you were at No Mercy Sunday night. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I could have done with the last two matches. <laughs> um it was weird being there for Braun and and Brock and then having the lights come up, everybody say, have a good evening, and everybody just kind of going, that's it? That's what <laughs> happened? Great. You know, up until, you know, up through the scene of Roman match, it was, it was a perfectly enjoyable show, I thought. I, I really was having a lot of fun. Uh, you know, a couple minor quibbles about people sitting behind me. But other than that, um but but that Braun Brock, man, everybody was waiting for mass destruction and they got a wrestling match. And you're just like, eh, that's it? Okay. It's it's like I mentioned on, on both shows, Raw and No Mercy. He got over by tearing shit up. That's what legitimized him was tearing things up. 
Like some people are UFC champions. Some people are amateur champions. Some people are boxing champions that make that transition. Braun, you look at and you say, you know what? I believe he could tear something in half if he really needed to. Let's go with that. It didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah, and, and they didn't need a cool down match with Enzo and Neville. They really, especially 10 minutes of Enzo getting beat up only to kick a guy in the crotch. They really, that was really kind of a downer too. Good old wiener kick gets it done. That's how we do it. We got SmackDown live. Kevin Owens calls out to no avail. Uh, Shane McMahon. He says that he likes Vince McMahon. So imagine what he'll do to Shane, who he doesn't even like. Sami Zayn comes out and tries to talk some sense into Owens. Anna, what did you think about Sammy being woven back into this? It's it's the feud that will never end. It won't. I mean, th- at some point, they are bound to be tag team champions together, of course. But but right now, they're doing battle. But Sammy actually expressing some concern with his former friend. I love this dynamic. Um, I had a discussion with someone, a couple of people yesterday on Twitter. Actually, one was Jeff, Jeffrey Hawkins, um, comparing Sami Zayn to one Enzo Amore. Of, of, which... the, of the Fightful.com SmackDown post show? That Jeffrey Hawkins? That Jeffrey Hawkins, who is grossly wrong, <laughs> and I will continue to badmouth him later. Um, and then I had, the discussion went into something else with someone else, and it was just about Sami's spot. And a lot of people aren't behind Sammy because of the way that he has been portrayed. But I think that is not what they showed with him here today was spot on. And this is, I severely hope this is what they continue on with him. He comes out and he's like the concerned older brother that despite, you know, if this was a family affair, I'm guessing KO would have slept with his wife, something like that. But it's that kind of a feud, but he still cares for him. He still wants to help him and morally guide him along. And I just love that after KO completely tore him down verbally, normally from these guys we'll see, and girls, we'll see the rebuttal would be a punch to the face. But Sammy verbally responded and said, when that day comes, I will do it my way, I'll do it the right way. This is the Sammy that I want to see, and this is the Sammy I pray to God that they will continue on with away from KO. Hopefully, I mean, they could have ended him for a while tonight, and they didn't. So I really hope they keep going. Jeff, what'd you think of this? I'm conflicted. Um, I, I like, I like having Sammy still be Kevin's friend, despite Kevin just being a total douche canoe to him. <laughs> um, you know, I like that you've snapped. Um, I, I don't necessarily like it in, in praise of, Oh, and now Shane's going to come get you. Um, but I'm I'm conflicted in that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn slash El Generico has been one of the hottest feuds in three different federations, four if you count NXT as its own separate brand. I'm I'd rather him fight him and destroy him here than have a match. Maybe that's just me. A, a match with no build, and you can tell it's kind of getting the law of diminishing returns from the audience as well, which I don't like. I mean, I think the audience was way ahead that Sami Zayn's not going to win this match or get a pinfall against Kevin Owens unless Shane McMahon distracts him. So I'm conflicted. I like the dynamic in the opening segment. I'm not so. Sh- I'm not with Anna here. I don't think he. I don't think there's anything to this Sami Zayn thing other than he's a guy you can sacrifice and beat up for now. Much like Enzo Amore with Big Cass. 
See that? You were so yeah. wrong. But my rebuttal to that would be if they did just do that and just destroyed him straight up, even if they don't do anything with Sammy from this, that would completely close any doors. And then it's like, well, what is the point of this guy? Even him being there to be defeated before, well, he's not even really worth that. This at least opens possibilities, even if they don't capitalize on it. It's it something. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna deny it opens possibilities, but that that requires depth and forethought and 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 you know planning. And I'm not so. I, I don't have that kind of. Uh, I don't. I don't have that kind of optimism. At least not yeah. tonight, as you can tell by my lower third. <laughs> <laughs> I fully believe that Sami Zayn is just Kevin Owens' TV program. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Like that, that would happen. That happened a lot uh, back in the day. Like I remember, Shelton Benjamin was Undertaker's TV program for a while. He would wrestle Shelton on TV. Shelton would give him competitive matches, but it wasn't really. It didn't really add much to the feud. This, I think, adds a lot to Shane's feud with Kevin Owens because Sami Zayn is is able to just slide in there so so effortlessly and can run a one-night type of thing like this, and then go back to it in a backstage segment next week if they want to. That's how I feel. Okay. Well, they're booked for later tonight, uh, and we'll get to their match in a bit. Baron Corbin defeated Ty Dillinger via countout. I tweeted that Greg Hamilton is the Ty Dillinger as Tony Chimmel is to Edge. I really think that like that entrance, when Greg Hamilton does it, it like you got to have it. you got to have it for him. Uh, Baron Corbin has a new theme. Anna, what would you think about it? Uh, it just sounds variation on the same to me, to be honest. It was a completely different song. I, well, I didn't notice. That's the thing. Like, it, there wasn't the, the choir yeah, boys. What did you think the of the start. song? Did you, did you listen to the song? I listened to it. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm missing his first theme now. I thought it was fine. That was a good song. I just want to know I, why they keep switching it up. That's probably because the other ones suck ass. They're I mean, they're, they're five for Emma. Because well, <laughs> so. uh, they're trying to establish mood, or they're trying to establish something with the theme song. They're trying. Basically, I think it's he's probably not happy with what it's doing for his character, or someone's not happy with what it's doing to his character. So they're going to keep on tinkering with mm. it until they get it right. That's fair enough. So they have a match. It started during the commercial break. Jeff, what do you, well, I know what Anna thinks about starting matches during the commercial (laughs) break. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff, what do you think about it? Because we actually got to see it. Um, I, you know what? I originally liked it. Now I hate it. I don't want it anymore. Number number one, because it's time filling. Number two, sometimes I need to pee. And I don't necessarily want to hold. I don't necessarily want to pause the DVR and then fast forward things. That's how lazy I am. I'll use the commercial break. I know how much time I have. I can get a beverage. I can get a snack. I can use the restroom, and I can come back. And I won't have missed anything. Um, it, it, it's kind of cool that the people that you don't usually see get offense, or the guys getting the offense during the commercial break. Yeah. But nobody else in the world, other than us terrible Yanks, can see it, right, Anna? Well, we don't deserve it because the rest of us are foreign heels. So all you people, us people, yeah. Damn, man. Damn, man. That was that was a majority of the match for us, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Their toilets go the other way. Oh, that's why. 
it takes more time to to drain out the water. Yeah. Well, AJ Styles comes out to ringside. Solid match. Corbin throws Dillinger into Styles and gets a countout win. Corbin then runs from Styles after a boot to Dillinger. I think this is a good way to keep Dillinger on TV without pinning him necessarily every week. But if he gets pinned, it doesn't hurt him that that much. I put him in the Sami Zayn territory in that regard. Baron Corbin cuts a promo, challenges AJ Styles to a match. I thought Baron Corbin cut a pretty good promo here, Anna. What did what did you think? Yeah, he did a good job. I'm liking his work. Um, I'm liking the three-way thing going. I'm just concerned that this is the end of it for Dillinger. And no wonder he couldn't get it back in the ring in time. They were doing the 10 chant the entire time. The guy was confused. They he thought he was doing something it. good. He, th- <laughs> <laughs> he thought he had knocked out Baron Corbin somehow. <laughs> Jeff, what do no, you I think like of match it. and uh, Styles Corbin at Hell in a Cell? You know, I, 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 is it just, man, I, I'm still surprised they're not making it a triple threat at Hell in a Cell, but I, there's still time. Um, I, I liked it. I, I liked Baron Corbin's promo afterwards. Uh, the only, my only minor quibble is, is, is the short fuse of those of us sitting, sitting at ringside when, when you get water thrown on you that you automatically have to get up and start a fight. I, I, I like it, yeah, but I'm just like. Oh, 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 you know what? It's the sucker mom hair. Come you know on. What? I, can always, I can always rely on Anna to, to fill in the blanks for me because <laughs> as a bald man, I know nothing of, of being angry over one's hair getting wet. So, no, it's that's... just a sucker mom hair. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> We're done here? We're yeah, having fun. Just having, just having a moment. <laughs> well, the toilets do flush the other way in Australia. <laughs> But the shit looks exactly the same, and that's exactly <laughs> what we saw from this Jinder Mahal promo. That was a superb transition. That's <sighs> what I do. So last week he stepped over the line, and I had to deal with all these people. All these people. Man, now you're racist. We were, I don't know, like we were too easily offended or whatever, but WWE <laughs> stepped off the gas. They wouldn't publish the thing. They had Jinder Mahal go out there and say, I went too far. Yeah, that's him being the heel, guys. All you people that said, he's being a heel. <laughs> well, he was a real heel this week. This week, they didn't do anything. Like I, I have no clue if this was racial or not. I just know it was absolute dog shit. Man, was this bad. As is tradition with this Jinder Mahal stuff. It's bad. It's bad. Um, Anna, they showed some pictures of Nakamura making funny faces. Then one of the pictures moved. It's taken three weeks to get to this point. They we knew it was happening the first week. To leave the ring. <laughs> Corey Graves spoke everyone's mind at that point and just said, seriously, more of this? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just feel like my brain was violated the past the past three weeks and that the whole thing in B from Vendetta when, like, spoiler alert, even though it's 12 years ago, Natalie Portman realizes that she was free the whole time. Oh! That's what it felt like to me. Bye, Jeff. <laughs> Bye, Jeff. Um, that's what it felt like. 
we knew it we knew it was coming and then we went through that to get to world peace at the end of it but we knew it was there all along it just seemed so unnecessary and it wasn't yes. racist it was just shit jeff uh <laughs> it's your turn i just want i wanted jinder mahal's apology to say i'd like to apologize to all of wwe's corporate sponsors and and toy companies who like to manufacture things i did not mean to go that far um it, it was bad one of the pictures moved next week we'll get a call from inside the house um <laughs> oh this sucked this is real bad man yeah, let me address your heat thing i don't mind heat but a heat is usually to make me want to watch a fight Rather than, rather than just say dumb yeah. crap. Uh, that, that, to me, is the difference between good heat and bad heat. I just want to compliment WWE. I thought that having Nakamura talk with a mouth guard in was just the most brilliant move ever. They should do that more so, so fewer people can understand what he's saying. Bravo, WWE. That's sarcasm, kids. <laughs> Can I ask a, a question, though? Just a the, the pictures that were going around of how completely empty the stadium was tonight, how much of that do you think is actually a direct co- correlation of what happened last week, or is it just Hey, Anna, everything? It, it's Tuesday, it's a school week, 5 p.m. Okay. in the evening during football season. Uh, daylight mm-hmm. savings is coming up soon. I'm pretty sure there was some sort of Longboarding tournament in town that week. Ah, uh, oh, shit! The longboarding. Okay. Yep, tonight yeah, or was... tonight or last week? Because I have explanations for both. Um, Glendale, Arizona, is about an hour and a half outside of Phoenix. It is mm-hmm. a drive to get out there. Um, and they were in the hockey arena out there by the by the football stadium. Um, especially at five o'clock. Out there, they don't do daylight savings time in Arizona. Um, and, and it's just one of those things where an early evening time is not going to serve ticket sales very well. The more inexplicable one was last week where they're running a house show in San Jose. I think the same Friday as Raw had just run their Monday, which was just ridiculous to me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's just, uh, West Coast or Western and mountain time zone venues at an early time is just, uh, it's bad for ticket sales. I was going to make a super bad joke about Jimmy's brother who drove all the way from Scottsdale, Arizona to <laughs> hear Michael Sarah sing, but different, different place. Well, the record, that was a genuine question. It wasn't me being facetious. So. But, the yeah, I know. but, but I mean, this happens a lot. This, this isn't like a, a only in Glendale situation. Well, like in this Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, nobody works, it seems. So everybody can get down there for a <laughs> five o'clock bell time. Um, it's, it's all in between bit... auditions. That's why. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh. Actor humor, y'all. I don't no. get it either. That's shit. Anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But yeah, attendance has been bad. And I think that's a lot. Of, hey, that's what happens when you compromise your top market to try to appease a different market and it doesn't work whatever new day come out they sit in the crowd (laughs) probably as seat fillers this is a very quick match where the usos defeat the hype bros 
Usos win due to Mojo and Zack's miscommunication. This gets a few things done at once. The Usos get a win. It furthers the Hype Bros dissension. And Jeff, we are getting New Day versus Usos at Hell in a Cell. Has this gone on too long, or or do you want more of Usos, New Day? Thus far, they haven't had a damn match that I haven't liked. Oh, if it, if it's in this Hell in a Cell, it, it ups the uh, it ups the interest factor by me by at least double. Um, yes, this is old school booking. You can have them fight all that you want. You just have to keep upping the stakes, and I think I think this match ups the stakes even more. So I like it. I'm all for it. Anna. I just love that in the new day had binoculars. They had the <laughs> microphone hidden in the popcorn. And Kofi was that one person in every audience that has the big hair that obstructs people's views. And he was front row. That was kind of like, and you know, obviously they set up Hell in a Cell and everyone rejoiced and cried tears of happiness. But it's, in terms it's a of. It's shame none of those four guys in the ring had indie careers before. So one of them could have shouted their indie names out obnoxiously. Like some douchebag yeah. always does at the shows. Consequences, Creed. Um, yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, they would have been the ones. Shout yeah, out. I, I liked the use of anger in this promo. I, I just, I just like that someone's finally getting tired of the New Day's clownish. Crap. I, I like their anger in general. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I was going through. I'm cleaning up my laptop at the moment for people following me on Instagram. Will know that. But I found footage that I took of last year WWE Sydney. And I completely forgot that it was a match Braun Strowman against one of the Usos. Just to think how far both of them had come because they were still doing playing in the paint stuff. And it's insane that this transition for both of them in a year is just so cool to see. But on the hype bros thing, yeah, it highlighted the dissension, further the dissension. But in terms of their plan that they were going to implement, what? Was it just not to suck when they failed at that? Or, like, there wasn't really much further spotlight on that, which I guess is understandable given the announcement, but did I miss something? I don't know. I think think they may have changed their mind, actually, because I I kept thinking last week it was going to be that they both turn heel, but now it looks like it's going to be dissension again. Mm. We'll see how it goes. Maybe they'll... Maybe it's like sort of to reboot the team. Even like I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard anything in regards to what what the plans are there. Um, I had, however, heard about the plans to put Bobby Roode with Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler comes out as the Undertaker. Don't worry, we'll get back to the uh, stuff before that. Comes out as the Undertaker, and Anna, I could see that you didn't like it, but I thought this was his best one yet because it worked some people. Look, it. There are two different Annas that need to report about this stuff. And it's the same with Enzo. As a fan who gets really involved in this stuff, it pisses me off to tears. But standing back and looking at this all unfold from a booking standpoint, they're doing this beautifully. And I'm pretty sure they did use Undertaker's actual ring gear, given how big the coat was and the the gloves and everything. And that just adds the chili on top of the cake that you don't want there, but it just adds that extra explosion. It was great, and it was great because it pissed me off to tears. And, you know, once again, four weeks, and we finally got here, even though, as someone pointed out, 
he didn't actually do the glorious routine. But I'm hoping that we will get a match of Rude versus Ziggler as Rude, and that will be something. Jeff, Bobby Rude uh, did interrupt. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler was wearing <laughs> Undertaker's real gloves. Those were his. And uh, as I and I, I wish I could see who else had tweeted it, I think it was uh, Kyle on Twitter. It would be very funny if, like, Ziggler backstage was like, I went and got that out of the ring at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he just left it there. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. mine now. <laughs> oh, that means Undertaker never retired because his stuff never yes. got there, torn out. Oh, like the next day at WrestleMania, he runs in there. Um, I, I was wondering if the, if 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 the miking on the crowd did this a disservice because it didn't sound like that loud of a pop to me when Undertaker's music came on. So I'm wondering if every was there. Well, that, 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 there you go. There, you, there, there's a better answer for me because I was like, well, either everybody's ahead of this, or they don't have it mic'd up well. But it could be just an empty arena. That that would be a suitable thing. Um, this was the best of the Ziggler promos. I I agree with you on that one. Um, up until the moment Rude came out, and then it was just clunky to me. I just it was, it was stilted. It didn't feel natural. It felt like they were working towards the catchphrases, which, which always does the do these people a disservice. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Bobby Roode as a babyface because it just comes off so disingenuous to me. Um, but I see it's odd because the promos stink, but I think the match will be just fine. So I'm yeah. looking very forward to these two working together. I think this should have been Bobby Roode's first appearance mm-hmm. if they were going to do it. This should have been his debut, but it wasn't. Unfortunate. <clears throat> Unfortunate. Uh, Rusev celebration. Aiden English is out there singing for Rusev, and I find it phenomenal that every heel is like going to Ru- or going to Aiden English and like, I'm going to use your talents for this and this and this. If only we could have Baron Corbin. Next week, backstage saying, man, I wish you could have sang the lyrics to my new theme. But Aiden English sings, uh, it is Rusev Day in Bulgaria or something. He's given a big, like one of those metal cutout keys. Randy Orton attacks during a song and RKO's everyone. I think this is where Randy Orton is at his best, Jeff. He doesn't talk. He shows up, he RKO's people, and he gets the hell out of the way. Well, it's it's the it's the Austin, everybody comes to see Austin do a stunner uh, motif, sure. and it works well. Um, Aiden English has become my favorite kind of uh, comic book villain, the guy who joins every single other supervillain group and just gets his butt kicked every time. You yeah. know, he's, he's that B level villain like Electro and Spider Man or whatever. Um, I, I loved him here. I absolutely, I think it's great that he sang the Bulgarian national anthem. I think Rusev was fantastic in this because Happy Rusev is just funny. And he is one of the better, more natural actors of anybody on this roster. He doesn't anticipate lines. He seems to show genuine emotion. The the look that he and 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 who is it? Is that the mayor of his town or whoever that was? The whoever look that the look that they gave Aiden English when Aiden said, I have another song for you is I need that in a GIF form, and it, it's 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 magnificent. I, I think Rusev is 
Fantastic. I think Aiden English is kind of a, tr- I'd love for him to be a following troubadour of Rusev, singing about his exploits. That's how much I liked Aiden English in this as well. Masaki Entertainment on our uh, YouTube says, as a music ed- educator, I'd like to give Aiden English a 7.46 out of 10 on his performance tonight. Only deductions were for manufactured vibrato. <laughs> I, think, I think the second decimal point's a bit much for the music teacher. Yeah, uh, so, so Anna, this happened. We're getting Rusev versus Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Rusev. It, you, they're playing towards his strengths with this. You know, he's he's married to an actress, so I mean, it's not like he can't get tips on on acting or. Anything. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Anything like that. And, and the man is, seems to be a natural anyway. I'm I'm a fan of this direction of Rusev. How do you feel about this? Aiden English, Randy Orton, and uh, they're booking at Hell in a Cell. This whole celebration was just a delight. I've I've added it now to my phone for future reference. Twenty six <laughs> Rusev Day. Rusev Day. <laughs> he just genuinely looks so pleased, and having English come out and sing, and having the mayor there, and we we knew that Orton was coming out, but it didn't matter because it was just so beautiful and i had my tv at the perfect setting that it was down just enough that i couldn't hear the crowd chanting anything against what was going on so it really did feel like this beautiful celebration and i was i was touched though i I did want to slap that pose out of randy orton's repertoire by the end of that just because you know he did ruin this special day and you know, Backstage, he, he didn't ruin it because he's off wishing Renee Young a happy Rusev day later on. That was a fight. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed genuinely happy about it. That's the best <laughs> line he's had on WWE TV in months. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it probably is. It's no poo fridge, but, you know. Charlotte versus Carmella. Charlotte defeated Carmella. Also, I want to say Aiden English's song was better than Snoop Dogg's 2K18 song. Carmella back to her old gear. Sad. She, Anna, you didn't get to see this, but her selling outside the ring during the commercial was phenomenal. It was fantastic. I don't know what she was doing. I, I can't, like, I can't convey it. But I hope somebody puts a GIF up of it. I'm almost like not used to not seeing Charlotte wrestle on TV now. It feels like it's been so long. Uh, Charmella controls the majority of this match. And I mean like 90% of it. Like she was on the offensive the whole time. Also, she has Ellsworth on a leash tethered to the turnbuckle. <laughs> Anna, explain this to me. <laughs> I really can't. Has Anna done it before? Is that why she needs to explain? Allegedly. Court case pending. <clears throat> I will not bring my personal life into this. Um, why, why do you think she's not in the States still? I'm not allowed to talk about that. 
my parents were in the room when this was happening. <laughs> they were first of all, they were like, "Why is she laughing so much?" And then they heard it, the the leash reference, and then they had to come and look, and they they asked me to explain it as well. I couldn't. How'd that I go? Said, well, I just said, "Just accept it for the beauty that it is." <laughs> Apparently. Someone said that during the ad break, there was a moment where Ellsworth tried to run after Charlotte and got yanked back by the leash. <laughs> I am heartbroken that I missed that. She should put him in a shock collar choker oh next. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, I'm just truly upset that I missed the majority of it because of the freaking ads. Um, uh, from what I saw, it was a fun, solid match. And it was great to see Charlotte back in the ring, finally one-on-one again, um, or one-on-one-and-a-half. <sighs> yeah, and then Natty came out and then said some stuff and kind of wished that Rick wasn't getting better was what I inferred from that because it was all so sarcastic when it really shouldn't have been. I don't. I'm just confused. I think she's been eating the cat food again or something. It's just... It's just off. I liked that uh, Charlotte didn't win with her finisher. I really liked that touch of the match. Just just a boot to the face. Um, I think it sets up Carmella perfectly to, to, to now kind of go on the back burn a little bit, maybe for only a week or two before she cashes in. Um, you know, that this is generally what happens. The money in the bank winner loses and then they go on to the feud between the champion and the challenger, and that's when the money in the bank person cashes in. That tends to be a pattern, but we've been calling for Carmella to cash in this darn thing so many times. Uh I'm not gonna expect it necessarily. Uh, I want Ellsworth to do the spot where he forgets he has a leash on and he's running away and he just gets choked to death almost. Uh running away. Um I do like this dynamic. Um, I will have a talk with Anna's parents to make sure they don't think she's a weirdo for liking these kinds of things. It's too um, late. Oh, <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> um, but, but no, I, I like the match. I thought, I thought Natty's promo was god awful though. It was god awful. It was garbage. Charlotte's been using a big boot lately. Also, Carmella, it's worth noting, had one of the ugliest reverse DDTs I've ever seen. Mm. Big boot pin from... Charlotte is Anna. You think they're going? This is her finish now. She's got like two others, or do you think they're just establishing this as this can finish somebody? Yeah, I think the latter, and I think because it was Carmilla that point. I mean, you know, Charlotte. As as much as I love Carmilla and think she's entertaining as hell, they're in different categories when it comes to in ring. Um, and I think that was within their, I can't think of the word, um, they would want to portray that as well. Not everyone can have a freak on a leash to back them up. So. It's true. Mm. Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn via TKO, I presume. This is a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match. It's good. They're not afraid to hurt one another. I mean, they they really lay it in. Like it's so you, like when you see a Sami Zayn clothesline, and then you see a Sami Zayn clothesline on Kevin Owens, it's way different. Like you look at it and you're like, yeah, he wrestles much 
much bigger than he actually is when he's clotheslining his friend that outweighs him by about 50 pounds. Brainbuster on the apron, Sammy's Tornado DDT, a couple of big Owen super kicks, a blue thunderbomb. Their chemistry is really good. Zayn hits his big dive to the outside. Then Owens power bombs Zayn on the apron, which I thought was a great callback from uh, two years ago. Shane McMahon is in the house. Owens tosses a chair-wrapped Zayn into Shane McMahon and runs off. Jeff, what do you think of all this? I liked the match. It was perfectly fine. Again, I, I'd have to I, – I don't know if – what did you think of the ending? What did you think of that that he can't continue so they ring the bell? I, I think that's a cop-out in my opinion. But, again, I understand why they did it. It's better than pinning Zayn. So I as as I've it. mentioned, it's it's a thing that SmackDown does in particular. Like, they don't like pinning people if they can help yeah. it sometimes. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes me a bit of a hypocrite to say I didn't like the ending when I didn't want to see Zane get beat at the same time. But I I, I just there, – there's something weird about stopping a match midway just because a guy is hurt that I, that I just kind of go, yeah, but it's a match where people are trying to hurt each other. That's old school me thinking – thinking that but um the match itself was great i love uh, when you were talking about laying in the clothesline that clothesline on the outside where where owens just landed with a thud uh, on the on the mats is what i thought of I, I really liked that as well and you know it furthers the shane story so i had no problem with it anna your thoughts on the night's main event um yeah just going off what jeff said it <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't pin him. And after the promo at the start of the show, it needed to be, they highlighted the fact that Sammy will go by the book and Owens will always cheat, which is why Owens is so far ahead of him. So I was thinking, okay, well then the finish will be Owens cheating. Having a DQ finish or a total knockout is, I mean, yeah, at least it wasn't a pin, but yeah, I, I agree with Jeff. It was a bit, I feel like there should have been a bit more to it or, had that moment, he was sitting there, he does it so perfectly. You can almost see the angel and the, the devil on his shoulders just telling him which way to go. If they had that moment come in a bit sooner and then the decision to come knock him out even further before, then that would be the DQ. That would have made a lot more sense to me than what they did. Um, but that's being nitpicky. It was a great match and... Just, yeah. Someone said at the, the top of the show that KO was a coward. There was a sign in the crowd. I'm like, well, he headbutted Vince McMahon. I don't think he's a coward. But this perfectly set up, yeah, okay, he's just a dastardly coward, blowing kisses from the audience to Shane. It's just set it up perfectly. Um, but I just can't help think. And I know that I'm probably in the minority here with this thinking for Sami Zayn and I will shut up about it eventually. If they did this right, they have such a genuine, pure face that they could go with that is actually legitimately a good role model for kids to look at. And you look at, you know, Roman Reigns, who has been the kid's favorite up to this point and what he's been doing in ring and how they have really tried to blur the lines with him. To have that character for, kid, for kids to look up to, it's right there. But I don't think they're ever going to capitalize on it. And to I, me, I don't that's know just that a shame. Sammy Zane can be that guy on the Roman Reigns level. I mean, no, I'm not talking about sure, that level. I mean, I'm not talking about that level. I'm talking about 
a good, genuine baby face for kids to look up to. I mean, isn't he there right now? No, yeah, but they're not giving him like today he was, but up till now he's been the overthinking, Canellis beating paranoid guy. If they continue on with this, he doesn't necessarily need that spot. But if they can continue on with this defined a personality and character, then I think they actually have money here. I think what what Sammy is strongest at is being able to adapt to any situation and really any situation they throw at him, he's able to to take and if not excel, at least perform convincingly at. So I don't have any doubts that he could pull off something like that, that too. That was SmackDown Live. Right now, the Hell in a Cell card looks something like this. Uh, main event, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in Hell in a Cell. AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin for the United States Championship. Also in Hell in a Cell, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. New Day defend against the Usos. SmackDown Women's Championship, Natalia defends against Charlotte. Randy Orton against Rusev, Bobby Roode against Dolph Ziggler. Now we will get into a little bit of news. Jeff, what do you think of this entire flow situation? Because someone who you are rather close with, Hmm. who may have been on the Fightful podcast in previous years. You know, actually, I specify it's Rob McCarron because I don't want somebody to be like, Matt Riddle? Matt Riddle, uh, but you know Rob flew out there, and we t- Rob and I actually talk about it on a members only podcast. He goes into detail about it. He looked at it and he said, "Not for me." See ya. And right now they are charging twenty dollars for a service that has one scheduled event in November. They are suing uh, WWN for. Basically, a false business, false numbers. There was the leaked email from Gabe Sapolsky, which I thought actually detailed some very fine points for his wrestlers if they wanted to make it and uh, maybe do well in NXT. He ain't happy. What do you make of this? Can I hit both in my response? Sure, do it. <laughs> okay. Um, flow put. Flow, like <laughs> it's the waitress from Alice. Uh, Flow Sports, I think, put the uh, cart before the horse, in, in my opinion, in terms of promising all this without really having deals in place. So they rushed to make a deal with WWN before doing, and they didn't really do their due diligence. I think there, I think both sides have some fault at this. I think it's just going to depend on did WWN lie to them and. Or at least did they withhold certain information that wouldn't give them an entire picture of what their financials were like? And I think that's a that's a possibility. I, I don't know that for sure. I, I saw someone put, well, don't they get paid from the web through PayPal? And they could show numbers that way. Um, that'll be interesting. I think discovery is going to be very, very interesting in this case. There's not enough... There's not enough information for anybody to really comment yet because nobody knows what any of the discovery evidence is. And once that comes out, that's when things are going to get very, very interesting. Um, in terms of Gabe's letter to talent and, and, and the threatening of firing a random talent just because that email leaked, um, it disappointed me. I like Evolve for being different. I don't want... 
I mean, I understand why they're going to make these changes or why they're doing these things. It's because they're, they are the single A ball to NXT's double A, or at least they want to be. Um, I just don't want, I, I don't want a, a WWE with lesser talent and, and dingier venues. I, I just don't. I, I like having pile drivers and brain busters and other moves like that in my wrestling. I like having certain indie style promos where you can actually look into a camera, which WWE frowns upon. There were certain guidelines in there that just, it, it would disappoint me if Evolve picked them up because it would just mean another WWE light promotion. And I already have that with TNA if I wanted that. I, I just, I, you know, I, I was disappointed by it, to be honest with you. But uh, as for the court case, I think there, I think there's enough fault to blame both here. It's just going to be very interesting in terms of the evidence who is more at fault. So, yeah, I talked to Gabe a little bit. He was not happy. I'll elaborate a little bit more on the list and your boy tomorrow. But, you know, I had people, I had, like, John Morehouse asked me, he goes, how will this affect Jason Kincaid, who's one of our best writers and is under contract to them? I was like, you know what? I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't even considered that. But I know Gabe isn't happy with us. I would be shocked if he allowed us to film with Riddle again. And if I ever, like, you know, I have never asked, Shane stuff when he was with Impact and we were working with him. I would ask other people. But if I did ask Shane something, I would at least tell people about it or broadcast on the air. Only thing I asked Matt Riddle was, you getting paid on time? Because there were rumors that people weren't getting paid on time. He said, absolutely not. They have paid me on time every single time. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know what that would mean for Fightful, but uh, he was not, Gabe was not happy. No, very, not not happy at all. And he's and he's very upset with my other site, the, the Voices of Wrestling, because yeah. uh, of the email getting out there, um, or because of comments on the email, uh, that that that, you know, <laughs> you gotta say it's off the record before you talk to a reporter, guys. You just do. It's one of those things. Um. Yeah, I, I read a good point from someone else that said, you know what, before this deal with Evolve, they signed quite a bit of Evolve talent for this 205 live show. And now they're now they're turning Evolve into kind of a WWE-style promotion. So it kind of, you know, it kind of burns that can, can, candle at both ends of making Evolve somewhat unique, I think, in, in that regard. Uh, I understand Gabe being upset, too, because, you know... You know, Gabe's in charge. Gabe's where the buck stops. So, I, but threatening to rant to fire a random talent of some sort—that's, yeah, that's a bit reactionary for my taste. A bit reactionary was Ric Flair, who says, "I wish I hadn't just said that after he, <laughs> said he had slept with ten thousand women in his life." <laughs> his fiance owned the situation on Facebook. We posted a picture on Twitter. She just posted 10,001. Shout outs to her for that. Uh, Triple H did an interview <laughs> recently with, uh, with McMahon splaining uh, at the, and the May Young Classic. And he addressed the taking pictures with talent. And he says, you know why I take pictures with everybody? Because I'm more famous. When I do that, I take a picture just on Twitter alone, I have 6 million people that see it. I make them something bigger. That's the attempt. When they don't need it, I don't stand next to them anymore. Anna, I get what he's saying. I agree. It doesn't necessarily read well in text, but 
I, I, but what, what do you make of it? I think there's nothing wrong with that because from an acting point of view, I know actors who will seek out the bigger talent at press events and red carpets to get that rub and to get the photo out there. Because let's face it, if you tag someone who has a bigger profile than you in a picture, people are going to see that as opposed to if it's just you in front of a screen. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. What did you think of the uh, – actually, Jeff – I saw you open your mouth, so I'll let mm. words come out of it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think there's a. I mean, it, it just might be the way it reads on on the paper. I, I think there's a more gregarious and magnanimous way to say this, in terms of you know what, put them over to you know, hey, I'm fans of these guys, and anything I can do to help them, you know, that kind of thing, as opposed to I'm a star, you know. I mean, you, you read that in the kind of that in that jaded jaundiced way you think of triple H as opposed to giving him the benefit of the doubt sometimes. So, I mean, and, and Anna's right. Whenever you're on set, I mean, half the actors and half the extras want to get a picture with the star just to prove they were there. So I understand the mentality of it. It just doesn't come off well in terms of the quote, but we may be reading into that. Somebody asked why Becky isn't being used that frequently. I would imagine I've not been told anything to indicate this, but I, I just think they're, she will be once the, the Charlotte thing, the title switch happens. Can I ask you something? Because I saw a theory today that, uh, I mean, it blindly speculates, but it was because, I mean, but someone wrote, hey, have you noticed Becky hasn't been on TV that much since she appeared on UFC? I don't think, I don't think that's okay. an issue because they, they wanted, uh, they wanted gender on screen there okay. really badly. They wanted gender on screen there. He's dating the guy. It's not. Like yeah, yeah. There for no reason. I mean, she, she. I think she was on screen before that and during his last fight too. Mm-hmm. What do we got next? Bullet Club Invasion. Yeah, Cody Rhodes, the uh, Young Bucks, Marty Skrull, Adam Page showing up outside of <laughs> outside of Raw. They released the episode of Being the Elite right after our show ended last night, and uh, it's up on Fightful.com right now. If you guys want to check it out. Now, when this happened, everybody was like, oh, what a ripoff. What a ripoff of the DX thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anna, oh, that's the point. What did you think? I loved it. I have that episode ready to go once we get off here. There were points during Raw last night, which I was just, I was actively searching for a live stream because I'd rather watch that than what was happening. Um, I heard that Vince wasn't very happy. And I heard that someone backstage said something to the effect of, look, we had tickets and if they wanted to go all the way through with this, they could have, but they didn't. I'm glad that they didn't. And this kind of goes back to the whole evolve thing. Look, if, if talent have the aim to go to WWE, if Gabe wants to turn evolve into a platform that's within WWE, that's their prerogative but that not everyone wants that. And I don't necessarily think that that's the aim of the Bullet Club or a lot of these guys, a lot of the indie guys anymore. And to be perfectly honest, I don't want that to happen because I don't trust WWE with their booking of anyone who is individual or has set up their new thing. I think it was on, it was Cody Rhodes talking with Jericho and talking about Marty Skrull and the whole villain thing. And they were joking that, well, if Marty went to WWE, Vince would probably try and turn him into the hero. And that's 
come true. Um, so as much as I love all this happening, I love it happening for what it is for their thing, for their own promotions. And I'm loving that that's an alternative to raw sometimes or to really raise the shit on SmackDown. You know, it's, I like the separation. That was just a tangent based on what we we're talking about earlier as well. Jeff. It's weird because I think both sides have perfectly valid reasons for doing what they do. I think I think Cody Rhodes deserves to be able to use his la- the last name of his father stage name out there. Um, I, I think they've earned that, but I also think WWE has every right to protect its intellectual property. I, I think with the just the vast amount of Bullet Club shirts out there at WWE events someone's going to get in trouble sooner than later. And, and especially during, if there's another one of these stunts where it's like one of their friends comes out to say hi or something, and then gets heat with WWE because they did, because Vince is feeling petty that day. I've heard he was angry and I've also heard he didn't think very much of it. So it just depends on who you believe. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with this. I don't think, but I also don't think the Bullet Club or the Elite needed this either. I really don't. I think they're popular enough on their own where they don't need the rub from WWE and they don't need to go around, you know. I always found these kinds of stunts a little bit petty, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. as opposed to standing on your own and, and what you do. So, I mean, but it's it's cute. It's fine. I, I don't I mean, mind this is, it. This is what they do. This is yeah, what Bullet yeah. Club does. This it's, is I think it's a bit of fun for them. It, yeah, it's cheeky. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not like the DX invasion, which was well, kind it, of with biting sarcasm, an, an homage, a, a parody, yeah. completely yeah. of that. Yeah. Almost like because I mean, everybody says they are. I mean, they they take everything. They take the suck it. They take the too sweet. They. They do all that stuff, and I mean that's part of their gig, and they've made an insane amount of money doing so. Uh, I was told Vince didn't really mind it that much, and that he particularly is fond of Cody Rhodes. So I mean, okay. still, so let him use his that. name if you're fond of him. Prove well, I mean, if you were to listen to Cody out. in a recent interview, he said, "If I, I feel like if I asked Vince, he would let me use it." So that would seem to indicate that maybe he hasn't even bothered. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I really hate the whole thing. Being the elite the is worth a watch every single time it comes yeah. out. That is a lot of fun. And ROH has done the thing where they've completely integrated that into their shows and vice versa. Very wise. Anna, where can the people follow you on social media? At Anna Bowett, B-A-U-E-R-T, on Twitter, Instagram, and I'm something on YouTube, but I'm there. You can find it through Twitter. <laughs> Jeff? Uh, you can follow me at CrapGame13. You can follow uh, my other show at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. Guys, check out the Holy Smokes in the podcast today. We talked about all kinds of news stories from the McGregor-Diaz three rumors to Ronda Rousey Cyborg, that is just the most absolute nuts recommendation I've ever heard. Uh, Elias Theodora was on the show. We had uh, a great uh, conversation about how terrible you have to be at MMA to get caught with a Von Flew choke. Uh, spoiler, you got to be real bad at MMA to get caught with it, or at least real dumb. We had The List and Your Boy going live tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Head over to those Fightful.com forums. We have contests going all the time. 
register, join our community. It's absolutely free. And of course, news, photos, videos, anything you can ask for at Fightful.com and at Fightful Online cross-platform Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Really appreciate the interaction, uh, the tweets when you all let people know that you're watching, the thumbs up, the subscriptions. Appreciate all that good stuff. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.